Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. We're a writing team from New Jersey with a passion for film. An aggressive, all-consuming passion. Well, whenever we see a news article we find, like, insane, uh, immediately it's... How can we make a movie out of this? Every episode we read a crazy article from different sources and tumble down our own rabbit hole. Discussing cast, crew, and plot. And then we hash out a pitch for a feature film. So, join us as we BS about movies and ask the important question... What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? All right. I'm ready when you are, James Franco. I'm joined by special guest host James Franco today. You know, I've been waiting for you to somehow get James Franco involved as a nonsensical meme in this podcast. I always bring up James Franco. I don't I'm know. aware <laughs> of this what is the it first... is that you do. You know what's funny? I haven't cast time. him in anything yet. <sighs> Or have I? Let's talk the episode. There's, there's a lot of things you could put James Franco in. Like, he's very versatile. I don't think like, this is one of them. There's always someone better than him for <laughs> like He's very versatile. Actually, you know what? With the way I'm pitching this one tonight, I could have easily gone with James Franco. Yeah. And I might add him in now. <laughs> oh, push, um, push your microphone like an inch away. Don't you tell me how to live my life. That's fine. <laughs> Okay, well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode nine of What Do You Got? We're on episode nine, Rob. That's one more than last week. Are you sure? I'm sure. Are you? No, I forgot the name of this podcast. I don't think you know what we do here. Up until two minutes ago. (laughs) It's true. Rob doesn't care that much. No, my brain is failing. It's like Swiss cheese. I try. I try to care. I think your Swiss cheese brain has to do with the Collier Brothers last week, or last episode. Cauliflower? Cauliflower Brothers. <laughs> that was the original name I was going to go with. The Cauliflower Brothers. Mm. It's just a movie about MMA fighters. <laughs> I'm hungry for roasted vegetables. <laughs> I'm hungry for... Fuck, what's his name? Randy Couture. <laughs> Is that Ew. his name? Is that oh, him? with his cauliflower ears? Yeah. <laughs> gross. God, wrestlers are gross. Oh, they are. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, so... This one's a little bit different. We don't really have an article. It's a Wikipedia entry, to be honest. There's probably a book. We'll find something. There's, there's information we'll out there. We'll find something retroactive. Um, so, uh, let, let's see here. Uh, spoiler alert, the title of this Wikipedia article is one of the titles I came up with for the movie, obviously, because it's, it's perfect. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the title of this Wikipedia article is The All-Joking... Excuse me. The all-joking, all-drunken synod of fools and jesters. I think it's pronounced synod. I went to dictionary.com and looked up the uh, oh, yeah, phonetic the spelling. The only time I've ever heard it was in Skyrim, and they said synod. <laughs> let, me, like, okay. let me double check, I guess, <laughs> yeah. because I'm pretty sure I phonetically pronounced it correctly. There's a strong possibility that you've outthought Bethesda on this. <laughs> <laughs> there is always that possibility. I don't think I have enough service to be able to actually check. Um... But, okay, so let's get into it, shall we? Let's let's just throw right into it. (laughs) Between the years of 1692 and 1725, there was a club founded by Peter I of Russia. I'm going to read a little bit of this article just because it's easier than just synopsizing it. Peter the Great. Peter the Great. The group included many of Peter's closest friends, and its activities centered mostly around drinking and partying. The group was not without controversies. Some of, the, some of its parodies against the church in particular were heavily criticized. So, pretty much what happened here in the 1600s and early 1700s... Synod. 
Oh, okay, it is Synod. Hey. All right, there we go. <laughs> Who just said that? I don't know, this girl. Synod. I'm going to adjust my mic a little bit, just down. Synod. Nope, it won't adjust. Hold on. Bear with me, folks. Rob! You got it. It's a, it's, you got a screw. No, I got it. Oh, you're, you're tilting. Yeah, no, I'm tilting. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not cutting this. That's okay. We don't need to. <laughs> we don't cut shit here. We just let it play. Oh, I do sometimes. Oh, do you? Yep. Well, then why don't you cut out that fucking beeping that was in episode seven? Because, uh, because it was over... <laughs> A part of the podcast. I don't know. I don't know how to cut around it. For those of you listening in your car, like I was, uh, my eardrums popped. <laughs> oh no! I have no idea why that happened. I know that's never seconds. happened before. Um, okay, so Peter I of Russia had a large group of friends and followers. Some were childhood friends who'd been with him since throughout his stay. At I'm not even going to approach to uh, enunciate this, pronunciate this, pronounce. Nikita is Pronounce hard for you? No, this word. Fyodor? Priobrazhenskoye. Okay, I believe in you. I think that was pretty good, actually. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you just, you was... just have to say it like really low in your register and from the back of your throat. Priobrazhenskoye. <clears throat> it's close. Are these the Russians we're bringing into nuked? I don't know. <laughs> Um, such as Nikita Zotov, Z- Zotov, Zotov, whatever. I'm American. <laughs> Stop <laughs> looking at me for guidance for this. I have no one else to look at. We're alone. <laughs> you keep looking at me for, to, like, affirm your pronunciation. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know. You're always the pretentious language type. Oh, I can't um, wait to hear how much I got wrong from Veronica Furman again about this Russian podcast. <laughs> What's up, uh, girl? I'm going to go again. Fyodor Romadonovsky. Uh, others were older patriotic men from respected families, such as Prince Michael Cherkasky, Prince Peter Prozorovsky, and Fedor Gloven. <laughs> and some other, <laughs> I made that Dutch. <laughs> and some others were foreigners, such as Patrick Gordon, I know how to pronounce that, and Franz Lefort, uh, whose company Peter enjoyed. Together they were a cohesive group, often wandered the countryside and interrupted noblemen, asking for food and shelter for the night. They were known as the Jolly Company. Spoiler alert, another one of my titles. <laughs> um, it had anywhere from 80 to 200 men. In addition to the vast varieties of food, games, and events at the parties the Jolly Company held, there was also substantial amounts of alcoholic beverages because this is fucking Russia. Um, Moscow, towards, Moscow. Towards the later years, as they started to become a, a bigger group, um, what did we say it was? Syn- synod? Yeah. Synod. Uh, to assist Lafort, Peter built his... First, uh, Peter built Lefort a large dining hall, and what grew, uh, I'm sorry, when that grew to be too small, he built him a fully furnished stone mansion with a banquet hall that could hold 1,500 men. The <laughs> hall became a kind of clubhouse for the Jolly Company, even when Peter and Lefort were absent. Uh, so the transformation into the Synod, the Jolly Company slowly, and again, I'm just reading this one. There's, it's a lot of Russian words and historical shit. I can't. <laughs> I can't, I can't just, like, <laughs> fucking improvise this, all right? Yes, yes. Um, Emperor likes to party. Continue. <laughs> the Jolly Company slowly proceeded to more organized buffoonery and masquerades, as Peter gave the, as Peter gave many of the men titles that had addressed each other by, often by for ridiculous reasons. For example, a boyer named Ivan Boturlin w- was forever known as the Polish King because he played the enemy in a mock battle at Proyob... Borazhenskoye. This is very entertaining. (laughs) While 
I'm going out on a limb here, okay? He's actively sweating, guys, and it's very cold in here. <laughs> I am I am also actively saying, I know I am butchering these names. <laughs> so you know what? Just don't come at me, all right? Uh, where was I? Uh, while Fyodor, Fyodor Romodanovsky was first known as the King of Pressburg and then as Prince Caesar, many years later, Peter would address Romodanovsky as Your Majesty and even presented him as the Tsar to defeat to defeated military opponents. They eventually formed a group known as the All-Joking, All-Drunken Synod of Fools and Jesters, which had a prince-pope, a college of cardinals, bishops, archimandrites? I don't don't know. I'm going to go with archimandrites. I almost said Archimedes. (laughs) Um, Priests and deacons. Deacon Peter created several rituals, ceremonies, and commandments for the group, which involved primarily heavily drinking, Uh, I'm sorry, heavy drinking requirements, and was the leader of the group despite his lowly title. The group ended up including every man of power within the Tsar's government, and even real clergymen as well. In January of 1695, there's my dyslexia, just three years after the election of Nikita Zotov as Prince Pope, Peter refused to partake in a traditional Russian Orthodox ceremony of having holy water sprinkled over his head during the Epiphany ceremony. Instead, Peter and the Synod Synod celebrated their own version of the Russian folk custom of Sviatki with with partying, drinking, and even eroticism. Peter even specifically designed Zotov's election and the celebration to conflict with their traditional church celebration. There's one more paragraph for you folks. The Mocking of the Church. Peter's creation of this group was not without controversy, both at the time and in the eyes of historians. Peter formed the Drunken Synod with his, when he was just 18 and left, uh, let it continue until the end of his life. The Mock Synod angered many Orthodox Russians, many even believed because of it that Peter was the Antichrist. Robert K. Massey says that his this quickly changed after, quote, Peter quickly steered the parody to a safer mimicry of the Roman Catholic Church, which did not bother as many Russians. Robin Milner Goland notes that the Synod has been seen in various lights as an imitation of Hellfire Clubs, a physical manifestation of Peter's drive at modernizing Russia, or of Peter's partial seizures, or simply as a way for Peter and his friends to enjoy themselves. <laughs> I love that literally everything there is like, you know, this was probably like, he was like against the church and like, this was a rebellion <laughs> and shit. And then the last guy is just like, I think he was just having a good time. <laughs> yes. P- Peter, uh, Peter the first or Peter the greatest, he's no two to history, uh, is ar- arguably the greatest Russian leader that there ever was in terms of the scale of what he did. This is a guy who dramatically expanded the size of Russia uh, turned it into one of the great European powers, uh, founded the Russian Navy by just marching into parts of the world that actually had shorelines that were usable and, and starting navies there. Uh, and uh, modernizing Russia, he turned it from a, a very medieval kind of state into uh, what I guess you would call then a more modern one, uh, moving away from fiefdoms and things of that like. And just knowing that this was an, an epic conqueror and a leader of his people and a modernizer, also at the same time, from when he came of age to the day of his death, had a giant rolling frat party going at all times, regardless of whether or not he was there, <laughs> is an incredible thing. And it having it start 
as them roving the countryside. That's literally it. It's a giant rolling frat party. Demanding 100%. alcohol. Yeah. Demanding until, alcohol and shelter. Yeah. Until at last they're like, well, we're too grown up for this now. We have to build a booze fortress. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the lesson you're supposed to learn. It's fantastic. It's our painter. <laughs> it is fantastic. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much everything we got on this one. I'm sure there's a ton out there, but you know, fuck it, we don't care that much. It's just incredibly <laughs> symbolic of of things becoming like new and modern, and also just socially degraded to yeah. that point. Of just, like, it's, it's I'm fantastic. sure the church was like so conservative about it, and he was just like, "Fuck it, wine." It's fantastically <laughs> hilarious. So, Rob, wait, no. No. I always forget. Yes, you do. Yeah, okay. So since you brought this one to the table and you've been uh, sitting on it, uh, sitting on it, Potsy, for longer than I have, uh, what do you got? Sitting on what? Sitting on it, Potsy. Oh, okay. Um, okay, cool. So, I turned this into a historical version of Animal House. <laughs> um, <laughs> my director of choice is Nick Stoller, <coughs> who directed Neighbors. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a cast of three. Peter the Great is played by Lucas Hedges. Oh, my. Franz Lefort is played by Nicholas Holt. And then I have a character that's just, like, the church enemy, like, the guy who's, like, against them. Pretty much, like, I guess, the dean. Um, and that's played by Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, wow. I always say Lakeith. I think it's Lakeith. I'm not sure. Um, I, I haven't heard it uh, said out loud before, yeah, so yeah. I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to go with Lakeith. If I'm mispronouncing that, uh, you know, text me and uh, review the... Is it uh, like, just like Lakeith? It's L-A-K-E-I-T-H, so Keith. Yeah. Lakeith? 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 Hmm. Hit us up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tweet you. Um, yeah, so that's that's my cast, small cast. Uh, I had I had the two titles, The Jolly Company and The All-Joking, All-Drunken Synod, Synod, damn it, of Fools and Jesters. Uh, You're the, never going to say it again in your life no, after I'm not. today. <laughs> it's completely fine. But it's fine. said enough in this podcast. So literally, yeah, I, I have the idea of it's like a period version of Animal House or any type of teen comedy. Okay. Uh, so that's why I wanted Nick Stoller because I wanted a very much neighbor's <coughs> idea out of this. The beginning of my movie starts pretty much with what you said, them roaming the countryside, door to door, asking for booze and shelter, until just pretty much one of them just goes, hey man, this just doesn't seem like it's working anymore. And then that's when Peter the Great goes, you're fucking right, Stan. <laughs> and then they decide to build the mansion where they house the Jolly Company. So they're creating their own frat house, and it's about them throwing the best Russian rager mm -hmm. that they possibly can. That's Which is considerable. Yeah. So I there's going to be a ton of vodka puns. Um, I want all the names to be incredibly impossibly hard to pronounce, but I want my <laughs> cast of characters, none of whom are Russian, to pronounce them with the beautiful authenticity of someone that could. Oh, I don't want any of them to speak with a Russian accent. Mm. I don't want any of them to speak <coughs> in Russian. But as soon as they say someone's name or a Russian word, it is with the most authentic... <laughs> oh, authentic. Uh, it is the most authentic... authentic Russian accent with like the like the deep voice saying the words exactly as they mean mm. to. But it's literally like let's say the name is like Dostoevsky, right? They'll be like, "Hey, Dostoevsky, get off the fucking palm <laughs> table, sound, man." You sound like Paul <laughs> <Bola Gossi. laughs> 
<laughs> I'm doing that thing with my hands like an Ed Wood. Um, but yeah, the whole movie is going to just be this giant rager that they're getting ready to throw. Mm-hmm. And like Keith Stanfield is just, I guess, I don't know, like a church bishop or something like that mm-hmm. against the premise trying to shut them down. It's very much like Neighbors. I like it. <laughs> and to be completely honest, that's all I got because I really want to improvise this one together and make a giant rager party for Russia <laughs> in the 1600s. So I'm going to throw this directly to you right away, Rob. What do you got? Uh, okay, so uh, just in, in the interest of saving space on the poster, uh, the title <laughs> I came up with was just All Nighter. Ooh, okay. Um, uh, my director, let me pull up my, my notes section on my handy Samsung Galaxy. Uh, we're, we're not sponsoring Samsung, so I don't know why. Well, I'll do what I please. <laughs> uh, uh, my director um, is Armando Iannucci. Uh, and that's because one of my favorite comedies of all time, and I think the best comedy of this century, is uh, a movie he made called The Death of Stalin. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, which is a marvelous, beautiful satire uh, of Stalinist Soviet politics and the shift in power that was happening uh, uh, during, as he was dying and after Stalin died, uh, and really making a farce out of how generally terrible uh, things were in Russia at that period. Uh, tankies can shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> um, and it, it was such a brilliant satire, and also it was just everyone speaking in their nat- natural English accents. Okay. Or American accents, like they didn't even try. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because it adds nothing to it if you get Jason Isaacs to do, to try and sound uh, like the Marshall Zukov. It doesn't <laughs> matter because it's much more fun if he sounds like he's from the English countryside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of works in that fashion. So uh, I'll get more into what I want to do with it from that point. But my cast is uh, uh, SR Peter the Great, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. Uh, as his two childhood best friends who later joined him in the Synod. Uh, Fyodor is Martin Freeman, and Nikita is Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Uh, Franz is Bill Hader. Okay. Uh, he's one of the foreigners, and Patrick is David Tennant. Because I was just like, if they're going to be foreign, all right, they're going to be American and Scottish. <laughs> uh, and as the patriarch of the Russian Orthodox Church, I wanted to have Peter Capaldi. Oh, man. So uh, that's two Doctor Who's. Yes, there's two Doctor Who's. <laughs> That's two doctors, two MCU actors. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of tying into each other, and also Bill Hader is there. <laughs> and <laughs> deeply Martin, love with Bill Hader. Martin Freeman is that Hobbit? Is that Bilbo? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's also, also that's MCU. also Sherlock's. Uh, uh, yeah, he's Watson. Watson. Yep. Oh yeah, he's also MCU because yep. he was in uh, Black Panther. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I think one other uh, Civil War. Yeah, he's in Civil War. I think he's going to yes. be in movies going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, again, one of the things I, I love the most about Armando Iannucci as a director and a writer is his really keen uh, observations in being able to satirize uh, both contemporary politics and the politics of a particular period. So I, I haven't seen Death of Stalin. Is his style of comedy Veep. similar to, like, like Death at a Funeral? Have you seen Veep? No, I actually haven't watched it. Okay, because that's his show with Julie Louis-Dreyfus. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he first made his bones on a, a BBC show uh, and also a movie called uh, The Thick of It and In the Loop. Okay, so British humor. Yeah, he's, so he's a British of Italian so it's, descent. So it's, is it similar to Death at a Funeral then, like in a way? His style? It's not dissimilar, yeah. Okay. It's, um, he's I'm just trying to imagine it. an incredibly batter, uh, biting satirist. Okay, gotcha. Um, and his ability to do things. Uh, Veep, for example, was called the most accurate 
political show nice. <laughs> uh, to American politics of all time, despite the fact that it's an absurdist comedy. Yeah, I need to uh, I need to watch that for Julia. Yeah, um, Julia. As an aside, uh, over seven seasons of that show, and I'm not being uh, hyperbolic when I say this, uh, it's the finest uh, comedic performance anyone's ever put on the screen. Is Julia Leah Dreyfus as, as President Selena Meyer? She won Emmy for it. She's won multiple Emmys. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, and she deserved every one of them. Yep, and I go on record as saying that uh, Jason Alexander has never won an Emmy for Seinfeld, and that is the biggest atrocity to the American pop culture film industry. Yep, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you, the 90s. Um, so basically what I was thinking is using... Um, Armando's very good at taking a, uh, a microcosm and using it to represent a whole in politics. The death of Stalin isn't just about how terrible Soviet politics were in the 50s. It's also about a lot of things in our contemporary politics okay. and uh, demagogism and people backbiting and fighting for their places in politics and, and using sort of the masses uh, as a platform for themselves and to gain power. So I thought what occurred to me with this massive rolling party that Peter the Great <laughs> was having <laughs> for, I forget how old he was when he died, but for decades of his life from 18 on, um, what really stru stuck out to me was instead of actually doing a religious ceremony he was supposed to do uh, through the church, he just replaced it with a ritual of his drinking club. And I thought, this is the most powerful man in his country and one of a handful of the most powerful people in the world. He lived to be 52, by 52, the way. 52, so that's a 34-year uh, a party. <laughs> um, God damn it, I love you, Peter. Uh, the, who who turned Russia into a true power uh, in Europe and in the world. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe he was having the idea that he was. they were having so much fun, as we do in our friend group, coming up with, like, rituals and names and all these things. And like like doing it, bits. Yeah, like, doing a bit. <laughs> I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if he was sort of starting to get the idea that he would replace the church? <laughs> With the with the all joking, all drinking synod, I just, love it. And like that's the huge sort of bone of contention of the film is like they are so enthused with their drinking club yeah. that like this is going to be we're going to build temples in St. Petersburg to the all drinking synod. And, and he's like a hundred percent about that. Like he thinks that's really happening. Yeah, because yeah. it's his only release. Yeah. From having to manage this empire power and all the wars that he fought over the course of his life. And it's just, and then represented in this, it's just constantly throughout the movie. It's just parties, 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 war, war, war. And I, I'm thinking close to the end of the movie, he gets called into the patriarch's office in, uh, in Moscow, I guess, uh, in one of those beautiful dome churches. And it's a complete contrast, and it's very quiet in there, and people are just sort of silently praying, or maybe you hear a Gorian choir in the yeah. background. And he gets called into this office and gets his ass reamed out for five minutes of the movie. Just Peter Capaldi in his beautiful Scottish brogue, <laughs> tearing Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> apart and telling him to grow the fuck up and explaining like what the church's role is and what the government's role is. Yeah. And then like there are parts of the world where people get burned alive for this bullshit and they're not <laughs> immune to it. And I just really want like Peter Capaldi's only segment of this movie to be screaming at him for five minutes and that's Because that's what he's known yeah. for anyway. Peter Peter's marvelous in that range. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my idea is that also throughout the movie I want to have flashbacks to when they were cavorting throughout the countryside demanding booze. 
and flashbacks in almost a Family Guy-ish fashion to like, remember that one time we invaded Sweden? <laughs> and like, just flashback yep. Family Guy style. And all the flashbacks are like everyone is played by little kids. Oh, that's interesting. Like little kids like pretending to be drunk or fighting with foam weapons. No, on, you know what might actually be funnier? If all the flashbacks are played by Russian actors and it's in Russian. <laughs> in like soap opera style. Yeah. So you have the translation at the bottom. Actors that look nothing like our cast, mm-hmm. but it's just they flash back to it and it looks like a Russian period piece. Like it it looks like a like a PBS video. High art. <laughs> and it's like that's clearly not how that happened because yeah, we yeah, see yeah, them yeah. now. And they're fucking blitzed, and Martin Freeman's pissing in a bucket. <laughs> Their shirts are untucked. I don't even know what fucking... <laughs> they, they wore, like, pirate shirts back then. I don't know. They were pirate sh- <laughs> Fucking frilled shirts. And- I love that your knowledge of fashion goes, oh, well, I guess a button-up shirt, a denim shirt, and then pirate shirts. <laughs> yeah. Pirate shirts back until fur. I'm confused. What's <laughs> what's wrong about that? Sorry, human, tuxedo pirate Human shirts. history by Nick Wolf. <laughs> Fur, pirate shirts, what I'm wearing now. <laughs> I'm wearing a Pennywise t-shirt. <laughs> that's all fashion. Yep. That's all uh, that counts. So yeah, that's, that, that's what I got is uh, just this this rager and then like sort of the wake-up call of Peter Capaldi of like, nah, <laughs> no, you're not going to do this shit. I like it. I think we got to keep... Uh, the idea of having like maybe it's like I don't know like a church spy that's constantly spying on them <laughs> that's like re- uh, reporting back to Peter Capaldi mm-hmm. like all this shit he's just like they 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 have a table and they put pint glasses on it and they're throwing stones into them <laughs> and drinking the vodka out of them are they drinking the stones <laughs> one no, of them's they... like the pope he called they call him the pope i don't get it <laughs> they all kneeled to him i don't know what's happening anymore here's the weird thing the czar isn't the pope <laughs> is it a uh, what do you think is it a uh... Is he like a member of the crew that's like a a turncoat pretty yeah, much? Yeah, like, he's just like kind of yeah. a background guy. You know? <laughs> he's just constantly feeding reports back to the church, <laughs> and he's just telling him. The, so like we use we use um, modern frat party mm-hmm. like themes, but we put them in ancient not ancient. We put them in historic Russia. <laughs> so like we we instead of pint glasses, what do they they use steins? They probably use steins, right? I know that's a German probably thing. Not, but probably just like, you know, like wine glasses and goblets and stuff. They used goblets. Yeah. They used goblets for a pong, for, for beer pong. Oh, God. But instead of, I don't know, instead of a, t- maybe, it's still a table, but maybe it's like a, a fucking like three inch thick marble <laughs> tabletop that's used for like, I don't know, oh, their church goings it's, and it's, stuff. It's the, it's the war table. It's like the war maps yes. of Europe. Yes, they're, they're they use the war it. table for beer pong. Beautiful <laughs> laid out map of, of Russia into Europe and maybe North, <laughs> even North Africa. And, and oh, and they place them that way too. It's not placed like beer pong. They place them in different cities. And they go, yeah, they're they, playing Risk. Yeah, they're playing Risk with beer pong. And that's how they decide where they're going to invade next. That's fantastic. I've expanded the border of Russia <laughs> by 100 miles, square radius. And it's yeah. all because you landed that sick fucking shot. <laughs> Good job, Tony. In the eye Tony. <laughs> There's one guy named Tony. And <laughs> they high five. What other fucking games are there? There's Flip Cup. They can't play that with goblets, or they try. 
Hmm. They try to play flip cup with goblets. What else is there? There's flip cup. What's the coin game? The one where you throw the quarter and you have to bounce it into the cup. I, I believe is it's that, just called quarters. Is, is that what it's called? <laughs> I, I'm not a drinker. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, darts? Play things. They could do darts. With early firearms. <laughs> yes, or hatchets. Yeah. Maybe they have hatchets. Yeah. <laughs> they have hatchets throwing at the wall. There's one guy going collecting the hatches, be like, we need these for tomorrow's raid. <laughs> They're like working out Russian war strategy by holding war games inside the hall and like attacking <laughs> each other with fake weapons. <laughs> well, clearly that's not going to work tomorrow if we try to go to France. We need, we need one scene where they actually end up killing one of the guys. And they're just like, ah, oh, fuck. All right. Oh, what do we do? Are we going to get in trouble? No. No, we're I'm not. I'm the czar. <laughs> they end up just throwing his body into the river or something like that. <laughs> it was like a new member that they didn't really know. <laughs> I mean, like, it's enough to the point. He's, he's, he's the mighty emperor of Russia. They can just yeah. drop the guy's body back off at his family's house. Like, <laughs> we don't know yeah. what happened. They ride away. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's kind of like a drive-by. Like, they push him off the cart. and they come Oh, outside. he fell. <laughs> they come outside and look, and they're just driving away going, we don't know what happened. <laughs> they just he was all right when we left. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a hatchet in him. Yeah. It's the the debauchery really writes itself. I mean, it's just like there's it's gotta written. be like fucking comedy gore. Like it's gotta be like Tucker and Dale level. Yeah. Like shit that happened. Not not all murders, but like shit just happened. Like they're throwing hatchets and they just cut off one of their friends' hands. <laughs> they're having one of their fake like war battle games in the in the thing and like just so so one of them stuff like Wait, is this real? <laughs> I forgot. Is this real? <laughs> and then there's the one guy taking the notes in the corner. The fucking, uh, the tre- is it the treasurer who would do that? I guess they're the, the secretary. I mean, yeah, secretary, yeah. yeah. He's just taking, taking notes the in the corner. They're like, are we actually doing this? And he's like, we've been writing this down for like three hours. I hope we're actually No, no, I know this. you're writing it down, but like, are we at war right now? Or are we in the... <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're in the fucking thick of it, dude. <laughs> I could have sworn we were at the banquet hall. Are you sure we're in Poland? Pick up Can we get a check? What if we're in Poland? It's like a 50-50 split. Like, I fucking I love it. It's too, it's too like misty and shit in there from the fireplace and all the fake guns going off. They're all just passed out on the couches. There's horses. There's the bear-skinned rug. One of them's, like, laying on it, but his face is in the bear's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want there to be this ongoing thing. Like, like the people of Russia are really into this, too. And, like, slowly the rituals are supplanting, like, going to mass. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're also, the like, in. inviting the commoners into the banquet hall. Yeah. There was nobody at the 9 a.m. services today. <laughs> I mean, what the hell was going on? No, they were all out in, in the square. What they were, it's they were all a, with a jolly company. It was sort of a... I'm, I'm sorry to use this language, Your Holiness, but there was a fuck pile <laughs> in the square at St. Petersburg. Also, there's a city called St. Petersburg now. I'm, I'm sorry. That's a new thing. What, what was the word you just said? St. Petersburg. It's nope, a new city nope, he built. No, before that. I don't know any other way to say this. There was a fuck pile... <laughs> Square. I, don't, I don't really want to say this again. Simultaneously, s- there was another uh, fuck pile <laughs> in Red Square in Moscow. Wait, there were two fuck piles? Somehow they coordinated these fuck piles across <laughs> many, many miles of Russia. By the way, Russia's huge now. <laughs> he keeps adding more things to it. What do you mean he keeps adding more things to it? I mean, he's literally just going out and, like, placing a fence. <laughs> He's flawlessly successful at this. <laughs> no one has argued with him over yeah. the course of years. 
Like, I don't know if we're in Europe or Asia anymore. <laughs> I think he's just combined them. There's just a cut to a couple Asian people standing there at, like, the border of now Russia being like, huh? <laughs> well, what happened? He's tentatively planning to, like, piss off the Great Wall of China. <laughs> I just want to throw in John Cho. It's just a scene where John Cho's just standing there in the background just like, Where's my home? He's <laughs> <laughs> like the emperor of some dynasty. You don't China. live here now. <laughs> we can divert them. We put a lot of wine in the Gobi Desert. They'll go right, and they'll never get to mainland China. They're herding sheep. Yeah. They're just herding sheep across the fucking... I would, lo- I would love for 30 seconds of an incredibly competent Chinese dynasty just warding off Peter with booze. <laughs> Sir, we're out of booze. We'll throw whatever we can. (laughs) He keeps coming. Also, keep an eye on those British people. (laughs) I don't trust them. They keep talking about tea. Uh, I love the idea of a scene where they're just, they're so blitzed out of their mind that the enemy is literally just frightened. Like, they're not fighting back because they're like, we don't know what they're fucking capable. That guy just chopped off his own arm. We don't know what these guys are capable of. I'm going to head out. (laughs) It's just constant ridiculous party. That's my favorite notion is that it was still going on even if he wasn't there. Like, people just swapping in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's try to construct this a little bit into three acts. We've got a lot of partying. Which is going to be most of the film. Mm-hmm. It starts off with them doing the countryside. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of going around, barging into people's homes. Mm-hmm. They're eating dinner. They're they're taking their dinners. They're taking their drinks. We can't say no. It's clearly the czar. <laughs> it's the czar. I don't like, know. He's not it's... saying it is, but it's clearly him. <laughs> I've seen I've seen paintings. Like we know what he looks like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So they're they're going into these houses and they're just they're just laying on the couch and just passing out. And it's multiple houses. It's like a small village. Mm-hmm. And it's a group of like 80, 90 people. And they're just breaking into all the houses mm-hmm. to just drink the booze and crash on their couches. Yeah. It's like, you know when you're really drunk, you come to these like epiphanies and think you have the best ideas and shit. And like, yeah. So I'm thinking like they're, they're, they're having, they're probably having breakfast severely hungover and just <laughs> behind everybody. Like, maybe a mile off in the distance is happening the greatest battle scene of all time. <laughs> like, they're uh, supposed to be there. As the as the Russian army is marching deeper into Europe. Yeah. And expanding their borders. And they're just like, man, it's like, we're out here all the time. I'd, I I would love. It's like, I like going out to different parties, but I, I want, like, sort of my own place. <laughs> and it's like, there should, be, there should be a place where we can just go and party. It's like, you know, we're not 18 anymore, Pete. He's, he's saying this as he's pushing the guy's wife off of him because they just yeah. fucked. <laughs> we're, not, we're not 18 anymore, Pete. Like, we can't just go, you know what? We sh- you're the goddamn czar. We shouldn't have to go looking for the party. The party should be coming to us. <laughs> there's a knock on the door. Excuse me, my czar. I need to use the restroom, and there's a gentleman in my restroom. <laughs> 50,000 people are fighting in the background <laughs> the owner of the home yeah. is just like there is someone yeah. stuck in my toilet <laughs> and like a lot of, i think from there on it's just gonna be them sticking a lot of the gross domestic product of russia <laughs> into building their drink palace <laughs> and this 1500 strong banquet hall <laughs> and just like the developing of the rituals of the synod now i think it's yeah. gonna be our rising action of like and they're treating it like it's it's like a fraternity like they're treating yeah. it like a history like historians will oh, be yeah. speaking about this as it as it were yeah. a a church of Russia. Yeah, 
<laughs> and they're just like frat boys are, like all the rituals and like the ranks and shit are very yeah. important. There's hazing. Yeah. And brother, and brother, like even, you and me. I mean, yeah, even in the fucking, in the article, they talk about the nicknames they gave the people. Yeah. And it's just like they, they start nicknaming the Polish king and all this stuff. Yeah. And they start nick Prince Caesar. And they're nicknaming all the guys. And it's just like all to do with like. Whatever, I don't know, whatever yeah. they can drink and put away and whatever <laughs> stories they come up with. And, and just got all, only intersecting in Cave Julia are just these great moments in Russian history and of, of Peter's reign. Yeah. Of just like, and it's kind of an afterthought. <laughs> just like, now I, I want to pay more attention to the Synod. Okay, you got a war for like a week. <laughs> and we can go back to the Synod. All right, but I got to choose where the war is taking place. That's not how wars work. I like this spot. I don't want to leave this spot. There's, I don't know. There's, there's nothing here. You should, yes, build me a city here, Saint Petersburg. What do you What do you mean, build you a city here? I, um, oh, that's why they call it Saint Petersburg. It's because he decides he's a patron. Saint. Yes, yes, he's the patron saint of war. Yeah. Well, sir, what what should we name this city? Saint Peter, Saint Peter's, Peter, Saint Peter, Peter Town, Peter Town, Saint Peter Town. We'll workshop it. <laughs> He's just sitting there just glugging away on a goblet of vodka. Yeah. And I think also I occasionally want to cut to the dirt poor Russian peasants yes. who are essentially funding this madness. <laughs> just like sharing sharing a potato. <laughs> Eating one potato. It's a group of like We're blessed. It's a group of like six people at a table. Or, no, it's Russia. Beets. <laughs> <laughs> it's a group of six people just sharing a beet at a table. And he's sitting on the other side of the street, just like, I need more I don't know, fucking what other The what fire's other not big enough to make borscht, so we're just gonna split this beet. <laughs> That's a good idea. Make me a large fire. <laughs> yeah. While he's cavorting about in classic Marie Antoinette style, everyone else is not doing well. I have a cartoony idea in my head that he says, make me a fire, and they go over and just, like, put the fire in a bucket and, like, bring it and they seal their fire. You could have started your own... <laughs> No, this is quicker. <laughs> they take the logs and just, they keep the fire going as they put the, the logs in the bucket. <laughs> and then they bring the this bucket. This is our thanks you. <laughs> they bring the bucket. And the guys are just like, oh. <laughs> At least we still have each other. No, you've been conscripted for the next war. He's taking the two women. <laughs> for the war? No, for something else. <laughs> but the other men, he'll be taking those for the war too. Yeah. <laughs> It's an I even like, split. I just like the idea that, like, at one of the houses in the countryside, like, he's waking up and he's like, ah, I really need my own place. And the, the wife of the guy who owns the house is just <laughs> in the bed with him. Oh, and the God. husband's just standing there sad. Oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> he fucking takes whatever mm -hmm. he wants. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, once we get our debauchery out of the way, Act 2 is probably going to be the the slow but steady replacement of the Russian Orthodox Church. Yeah, with the with the all drinking synod, uh, yeah, and third act is uh, almost like we we structure it as if it was a night of drinking, even though it takes place over a long time, of like sort of the initial like this is an awesome party, I'm feeling this vibe. Second act kind of blackout, <laughs> and then third, <laughs> third act is hangover recovery, and that's that's when Peter Capaldi springs. Yes, uh, into the, the mix. Play. Yeah, 
I, I want to keep the uh, the spy guy. I wanted to be like he's standing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So he's just kind of there writing these just in classic Russian literary style epic reports of their nonsense. <laughs> There's like a zoom in on the journal, and it's you know it's heavy-handed script, like old English script, and <laughs> it looks beautiful. But he's still writing like one dude just <laughs> fucked this lady in the bathtub. <laughs> oh god, beautiful, beautiful Tolstoy epic. <laughs> And it's just him writing. He slides it over to Peter Capaldi on the table. <laughs> and Capaldi's face is just like of utter disgust and anguish. <laughs> God. If Peter Capaldi ever looked at me angry with those eyebrows. I think my balls would just drop yeah. off. There's a, uh, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember it. It's when he first took over as Doctor Who. I think it's his first line on the show is, do you have any idea how to fly this thing? And somebody on Tumblr says, uh, if an angry and confused Peter Capaldi... <laughs> Asked me if I knew how to fly a phone booth, I would shit my own skull. <laughs> you lie and you say, Yes, I do. And you get in there and you're like, Sorry, my phone booth's a little different than this one. Let yeah. me just figure this out real quick. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Okay, so I definitely think we keep your director. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to keep, I, well, you could honestly just bring uh, the cast together. Somehow, um, yes. There's, there's enough. There's enough characters. There's enough room for everybody. I just love the idea of putting Lucas Hedges in it because I want him to do comedy. Doesn't he? He does, but I want him to do more comedy. Oh, okay. What was, was the gonna... last comedy he did? He did something. I... He was funny in something recently. I don't know. That sounds like... That sounds incredibly pretentious. He was funny in something recently. <laughs> Lucas Hedges. Uh, obviously, Manchester by the Sea is the first thing that comes up. Oh, oh yeah. he, well, he was Perfect in three... comedy. Perfect comedy. Oh, I just see that one. Oh, he's in mid '90s too, which I haven't seen. That yet. part where the kids catch on fire, so funny. And he's in uh, he's in three billboards, but not not really. I mean, it's a comedy, but it's 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 got some witty fun to it. Yeah, that was a mouse. That was a mouse. That, a mouse that here. terrified me for a second. Yeah, he was so fast. <laughs> he must we have just... slipped under the door looking for warmth. Poor little guy. <laughs> Oh, I hope he finds his warmth. Well, then he's going to die. Oh. It's that's... the winter time. Something's going to eat him or he's going to freeze. Okay, well, why don't you bring him inside so he can have some warmth? I don't want... Uh, the cat will kill him. The cat is old. And? Won't be able to. He's only like 13. He's going to outlive me. Yeah, that's probably true, but a lot of things are going to outlive you. Yep. Can we be in this movie? I'm sure we could. I think we should open the movie. <laughs> I think we should be the opener of the movie. It's like, it's like fucking... From spam a lot. It's like the the, the yeah. Let's be two like, Russian peasants. Or like two <laughs> Russian soldiers. Just How sort do you of know he's a czar. He ain't got shit all over him. We've got like a one log fire. We're s- somewhere in Scandinavia. You take you wait. You take the line from Holy Grail and you just you turn it backwards. It's like, how do you know that's the czar? Oh, look at him. He's got shit all over him because he's shit faced. Okay, so we're we're two Russian soldiers. We got big fuzzy hats on. Fuzzy we're, hats. The coats are too thin, and we're yeah, just huddled around. Pirate shirts. A single log fire, just sort of commiserating about how terrible it is out here on the front, and we hear this racket, this horrendous sound coming our way. We stand up and grab our weapons, preparing for an enemy assault, and it's just, here comes the fuck wagon. Rat party. And here comes this party, just rolling past 200 <laughs> people strong. They you know, take our like, log of the fire. <laughs> that, was, that was the only thing keeping us warm. <laughs> that was definitely the czar. How do you know? Uh, he had both bread and a woman. <laughs> and he was eating them intermittently. 
<laughs> he was intermittently eating he bread. Was and he was having them intermittently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what title do we go with? I like the Jolly Company. Jolly Company is pretty great. I yeah. like that one. I think that's really good. So, yeah, it, it fits our structure. You know, we start in the Jolly Company and then the founding of the Senate. And Act two is the party spiraling out of control. And Act three is recovery. So, yeah, Jolly Company is a good one. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about this one. It's just a giant fuckboy party. Yeah. I don't, it's a giant Russian fuckboy party, so. Yeah. This is this is essentially dabbing the movie. <laughs> but with one of the most successful leaders in the history. And we have to showcase that he's, like, truly successful, too. Of like your it's, yeah. It's, he's incredibly successful at what he's doing. How many the greats are there? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, he earned it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I, we might just cut this one short. I don't know what else there is to say about it. Well, we do need a definitive ending. S- sort of ending to it other than Peter Capaldi just, you know, chewing them out. Oh, I do love the idea of that being the beginning of Act 3 where he's just kind of, like like you said, like a five-minute that, scene. That's, he's the, that's just the climax yelling. of the movie. Yeah, where he's just yelling five minutes straight. Yeah, his, his Act 3 is a sort of rise to, like, now there's starting to be consequences, <laughs> and then we drop the Capaldi hammer on them. <laughs> um, the Capaldi hammer. Uh, yeah, what would be a good way to end it? Well, actually, uh, let's let's see. How did he die? The life of Peter Peter the Great. Let's see how did he, how did he die? Peter the Great. We're googling things because there's a of lot of stuff we, we don't know. You know, that's just the way life he works. He was six foot eight. Six foot eight. Hold on, I gotta check. Yeah, that says he was six foot eight. In the 1600s, that's right? terrifying. Jesus Christ! This giant drunken Russian warlord comes barreling at you. All right, great. Now we have Holy to recast shit. Benedict Cumberpatch with Jared Padalecki. Oh my god! <laughs> An absolute unit. All right, let's see. That's religion, marriage, and family. There's no death section because he had two wives, 14 children. Of course, he did. Three of whom, three of whom survived to adulthood. Uh, fuck in the 1600s, like... <laughs> okay, so we're only... Because uh, he died in the 1700s. We're only 200 years away from the slaughtering of the Romanovs by the by the Bolsheviks. Because that was the very early 1900s, right? The, uh, after World War One. Oh, really? 1920s? 19, I think. <sighs> okay. 19? Yeah. Because Lenin was in power through that and into, like, the 30s. Um, no, early 20s. Uh, so, yeah, I, I almost wonder, like, if, gosh, we have, we have to assume that the audience knows that eventually this, this reign of the czars is going to be undone by their own sort of hedonism and their propensity for war and, and spending too much money. So kind of ending it on a note of like, party's never going to end for the Romanovs yeah. is a, is a so, kind of, okay, yeah, that you'd have to say Romanovs because we, we do need people to know that he's of the Romanov dynasty. Okay. So, yeah, party's never going to end for the Romanovs is kind of a funny line to end. <laughs> that is a great way to end it. I do because, like, like that. We know because it ends pretty it's poorly. <laughs> um, I, know, just, I just want to point out, of his 14 children, one died at seven months, two died in infancy, one died at 18 months, one died at nine months, one died at one day, and one died the same day he was born. That's how fucked birth in the 16 and 1700s is. Here's how fucked it is to be a woman. Once he divorced his first wife because he didn't like her anymore, he made her join a nunnery. Jesus <laughs> Christ. 
<laughs> like, Wait, I do really. Like oh that my gosh, line, that's that's a that's a deal he makes uh, at the denouement of the film with the church. <laughs> of like, if you grant me a divorce and make my wife be a nun and get me out of this loveless marriage <laughs> because she keeps catching me every time, then I will stop replacing the church with my drink party. <laughs> but he doesn't. He, got, he cuts a deal. He cuts a deal with the patriarch of the Easter <laughs> That's fucking great. I do love that final line, though. Tis Party's a fair cop. <laughs> Tis a fair cop. Party never... What is it? Party's, Party's never gonna stop for the room. <laughs> and then just cut to black. <laughs> it makes me feel bad saying it. Like, they shot... They shot a bunch of the kids. Oh, gosh. Oh, come on. It's been long enough. <laughs> it's been a while. They made a Disney movie about it. I, well, not a Disney movie, but... That's back when there was the outside chance that Anastasia wasn't bayoneted and shot in the face. Yeah, right? And, and then, then we like, found her. And there were like two women that came up and were like, I am Anastasia. And they're like, no, you're not. And they're like, oh. You don't speak any Russian. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, I was young when that happened. So like, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> oh, God. I don't see anything about how he died, actually. I mean, if he was 52. Um, it might have just been old age jumps. at that point. <laughs> like old age? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, what's the section on his his reign probably ends with it, right? Like, if we go down to... I don't see it, because the last section is marriage and family. Layers, illness and death. Um, Wait, where did you see that? Is that in reign? He started having problems with his urinary, urinary tract and his bladder. I fucking didn't. wonder why. <laughs> Doctors perform surgery on Peter the Great, releasing upwards of four pounds of blocked urine. Oh. Four pounds of liquid. Uh... Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't die of dysentery. Yeah, he was he was bedridden and recovering, and then the legend says he saw a bunch of guys drowning, and he went out and swam into the the Gulf of Finland to try and save them. Regardless of whether or not that's true, he went swimming out in ice water. Oh my God, we have to kill him. <laughs> and his bladder problems were exacerbated. Oh my God, we have to kill him that way. And caused his death. Uh, his bladder was gangrenous. We have to kill him that way. Yep. He sees all his friends partying out in the lake. They're drowning. Like, I gotta get out there and help them. That will be our post-credits scene. <laughs> is Peter the Great, the mighty Russian guy. Oh no, my friends. Like a dog who sees his owner flopping around in the water. <laughs> Timmy's in the gets well. too much ice water up his gangrenous dick <laughs> and dies. <laughs> oh my God. I don't, I don't know how Benedict Cumberpatch is going to play that. <laughs> he's very funny. He is. He's a he's a phenomenal actor. <laughs> uh, he was a dragon once. Yeah, I know. Brittlebun Sour Patch is going to be pretty good in this film. Cadbury Pringle Patch. <laughs> that was my favorite. Somebody, Cinnabon Cabbage Patch. Somebody had printed out a receipt and uh, they had bought Cadbury Cream Eggs. <laughs> Pringles and a batch of eggs is what they call a cart in, in England and the receipt just said Cadbury Pringle batch <laughs> and they're like isn't that that one action <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh bro this is so fucking weird I hope he gets as much laughter out of his name as we do uh, I'm sure he does <laughs> also probably out of all the money <laughs> yeah I wouldn't mind the money I wouldn't mind the money <laughs> We need to make some money. We need we need to make some money, Rob. We love you, Slander Snatch. <laughs> we love you, Brittle Buns Bandersnatch. Nematode Bandersnatch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta stop. This is gonna be the rest of the podcast. Uh, 
I think we've got a pretty decent idea for a movie here. This is one of those movies, like, to actually execute it, we're going to need a lot of cocaine. Yeah, of, for like, us. how the Blues Brothers and Animal House and shit came together. Yep. Yeah, yeah we just need to Jim Belushi the shit out of this. Yeah, and a, and a good director. Yeah. A really good director <laughs> to focus this chaotic vision. It, it, it can't be anything less. It's, it's just funny, a story been, of chaos. I've been listening to, uh, 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 here's a plug, I've been listening to the Dead Meat podcast a lot lately. Um with uh, James Janice, who does uh, Kill Count and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Uh, and, and, and a lot of times, some of the movies they're watching or reviewing, it's all horror movies. But he, he talks about how, like, you know, th- you can tell when it's a movie that a writer wanted to make versus a movie that a writer was paid by a studio to make, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's, it's interesting that, like, the amount of movies that we've come up with so far, like, I wonder which ones we'd be able to truly, like, Collier Brothers, we would really dig our feet into that. Yeah. Nuked, we would really dig our feet into that. This feels like one of those movies where we'd be like, this studio needs to get involved. Like, yeah. we're paying you to make this movie. Make it funny. Yeah, like, <laughs> this, is, this is one where we really do need our director yeah, yeah. To, to, to focus the vision. Yeah. It's not a small feature like the Collier Brothers. Uh, Significant portions of the budget of this film, I think, are for things that are happening in the background and out of focus. Oh, yeah. And that's the whole thing. That's what it's got to be. I want so many fucking Easter eggs. I want this movie to look like dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want a history professor to be able to watch this and recognize like the, that, ch- the, the crowning historical achievement. accuracy. <laughs> It's like, the greatest right. battle in Russian history. No, no, no. History. Do, you, do you see the... He's, he's teaching it in class. Yeah. Did you see that, that one guy just throwing goblets of vodka at the woman on the table? Okay, but look right behind them. You'll actually see the storming of... <laughs> it's an annoyingly decent resource. <laughs> no, it's <no>, Stalingrad. <laughs> Sorry, Isengard. We're 300 years from Stalin. <laughs> All right, uh, Isengard. Good Christ. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't fucking know Russian history, Rob. Uh, all right. Jeez, man. Yeah, seriously, hot Todd. <laughs> hot t- Stop it. Okay, I'm wearing a Rowdy Roddy Piper t-shirt. This is a hot rod. He's been calling me Hot Todd for an hour. And, guess and what? I hate it. I hope everyone calls you Hot Todd from if now you, on. If this fucking trends. Hey, everybody. Uh, if you could pick up anything from this week's episode of the podcast, please make sure you tweet at no. Rob as Hot Todd. No! Rob, what's your Twiddle, ha- twiddle no. hander? Twiddle? Fuck you. <laughs> it's not Hot Todd. What's your Twitter handle? Rob Dickerson. I have an Emmy. <laughs> You can't do this. All right, hot Todd. Fuck. Um, <laughs> no. I'm done. I'm out. All right, Rob is going away. Be careful of the mouse. No, oh, shut up. Let me just close this out here real quick, guys. Uh, if you could please like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, WDYG Podcast everywhere, WDYG Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, please download the podcast. Please, please review us on iTunes. Uh, make sure you give us some comments on Podbean or anything like that. Share the podcast. Share the love. Send us articles to our email or Twitter handle or anything. Send us articles you think we should do episodes on. Uh, we really appreciate it. We hope you had a good time, and we'll see you next time. That's what we got. <laughs> what do you got is recorded live at the Cape Swoosh Studios in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Our theme song was written and performed by Trevor Campbell. Additional music is provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And our wonderful logo was designed by Gabby Weiss. You can find her on Twitter at, at Gabby Weiss. 